It seems like in today's world, the culture is all about pleasing oneself, even if it causes problems for someone else. Blame others, shuck commitments, demand everyone else deal with the consequences of your own poor choices. Expect people to listen despite a lack of expertise or experience. If any of this behavior from others upsets you, you're not alone. But what is at the root of this? And how do we deal with it when we find ourselves negatively impacted by these types of behaviors? Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of the Paradigm Switch podcast with our hosts, Avon and Alex. We seek to encourage our heavenly family in Christ to renew their minds and to think right side up. The key to victory is knowledge, and it is our hope that through sharing our personal testimonies, struggles, and triumphs, it will help you continue your walk with Christ. The Bible says we are new creatures in Christ, but in order for us to emerge anew, we first have to think anew. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Paradigm Switch. We are the number one Christian podcast on Earth and favorite Heaven's favorite podcasters. My name is Alex. I'm one of the co-hosts here, and with me is Avon. Hey, everybody. And Avon, how's it been going the last week? Um, It has been a very stressful and hard week. Work was a little bit much. It, it ended on a very stressful note. Um, essentially, I made a mistake and um, at work. It... It it was a I wouldn't say it was a big big mistake, but it kind of caused some problems and stuff. And it was not to toot my horn, but it was my first mistake in the four years I've been there. And so I was kind of upset about it. You know, no one can be perfect, but I was kind of upset about it. And so, but I'm you know getting over it. But Alex, I have news. In a yeah. couple of weeks, I'm going to Thailand. I bought tickets to Thailand. Oh my goodness. Uh, I, I mean, I knew that you had done that a couple weeks ago, but this is your first time going international. I know. First time. How are you feeling? Um, I'm not going to lie. Okay. So what's always held me back going international is always, is the, is the plane ride. I'll be honest. It's the plane ride and stuff it's like very that. Very long plane ride to Thailand. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's 19 hours. It's 13, it's 13 hours to go to Dubai, which is my connecting flight. And then I have to wait like 90 minutes, close to two hours and to go to the last six hours to Thailand. And so I, I was really, I was really um, nervous about like the fact of like it being that long, but you know, one of my friends just said like, Hey, it's out of your control. And so you just don't have to just have faith and just believe and just take the flight. And, you know, people like you have gone overseas. A lot of my friends have gone overseas and it's never been a problem, nothing like that. So I kind of splurged on myself. I got um, a really nice airline. I got a really nice comfortable seats on the aisle because I don't want to be by the window and trapped in. I hate that feeling of being trapped in close by the window and stuff. So I'm, I'm excited to take this leap of faith. And I'm excited because my first international trip is going to be with my friend who's already out there in Thailand. He's married, and so he's out there with his wife. And so he was like, hey, while I'm here, you know, you should come visit me because, you know, you know someone here. We can show you around, all this kind of stuff. And so I just said, you know what? What the hey? I still haven't spent my stimulus check, so why not? So in Thailand, are you going to just Bangkok? Or, I mean, I know a lot of Americans like to go to the beach over there. There's a lot of resorts on the Indian Ocean so are you going to do any of that or is it going to be mostly within uh, Bangkok? So far, we've just planned to be in Bangkok. We're going to go to a beach. I think my friend mentioned there's a beach about two, three hours away from the city. Um, but if you ever want to go, if he's saying, if I want to go to those, like, I guess, more popular beaches, we would have to fly and everything. So I'm a, I don't know. I haven't fully decided yet on that because, you know, like my friend's already doing a lot, you know, making time for me to come out there and this, this and that. And I don't want to put that pressure of like, you know, fly out with me and kind of run around and this, this and that. So like, he's already doing a lot to like entertain me and show me around. And I don't know, I feel bad just to be like, oh, let's hop on a plane and go to <laughs> a beach and, you know, just add kind of that extra stress. I haven't fully decided on that. He's, I mean, he said he's up for whatever and down to do stuff. But I'm kind of like, you know, I don't want to like stress them out and everything, but I definitely will be on some kind of beach to enjoy myself. So and we're going to see some Muay Thai fights up there, like authentic Muay Thai fights. Um, we're going to get some food. We're going to, you know, just enjoy the scenery and just relax um, 
And so I'm, I'm super excited to um, step outside my comfort zone. The, the plane ride is the only thing that's making me like, oh my gosh, this long plane, plane ride. But, you know, on a prayer, I'm going to get there safe and sound and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, I wish you safe travels. I, I guess you're leaving in a couple weeks from now. So, man, that's exciting. Yeah, it is very exciting. But how, how was your week? Uh, well, my CEO is out at work. Ooh. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. Um, that's kind of scary when you think about the big bosses just, you know, dipped out. <laughs> out. Uh, I guess maybe this has been in the pipeline a while. I mean, there's some other things happening that make this kind of a little bit of bad timing, in my opinion. But, you know, people have to do what they have to do. And I don't know if CEOs are really at companies all that long. He was at ours for almost 10 years. So it's been a, a long time, I guess. So, Well, you know, sometimes I get confused with the business world because sometimes they'll be like, you think the CEO is running the show, but actually it's the board of directors who are running the show. They just elected a CEO to just do this, do the grunt work for them. So I don't know. Sometimes businesses can be kind of weird like that, but I don't know how your company is set up. I don't know. It's it's like under a larger company that's based in Europe. So it's I think the top is kind of not. I, I don't know if we have a board like I, I don't know if we have a board. But I feel like the CEO reports to the people in Europe. So, OK, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, definitely. There will be some some shuffling around, I suppose, and you know, we're going to see what happens. I will say in the industry right now that I am in, it is not a very good time. Well, is there something positive going on that happened this week? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God, there was a moment of silence right there. I, I'm here. Uh, my birthday's next week. I'll be going to, to the beach on Saturday. So that will be really good. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. You're getting older. I always, you know, uh, every time it's near your birthday, I always got to remind you, I am your elder. Every time it's near your birthday, I always got to remind you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I'll be uh, I'll be uh, recording from the beach next week. So that will be interesting. And we got to figure out how to get you some stuff when you're in Thailand. Yeah. You'll be in Thailand for one of these episodes, I think. Yeah, that's going to be interesting because Thailand is about a good, what, 11, 12 hours ahead of us. Ooh, that's going to be, that's an interesting thing to do. We'll figure something out. 7 a.m. over here, 7 p.m. over there. Um, something like that. I'm sure it will, we'll find a way. We'll figure something out. But let's jump into today's topic because this is actually something you and I talk about all the time offline of a decline or an aspect of the decline that's going on in our culture. Personal responsibility. Yeah, so today is going to be about personal responsibility and, you know, kind of what uh, had us land on this topic other than some offline chats about, you know, what the, the decline of this, it seems, in the American culture. I was uh, just have noticed, you know, some people uh, who, who say that they should uh, be you know, making some more money and having higher level positions and, you know, thinking that they're deserving of these things. And then it's like, but you don't do X, Y, and Z right now. So why do you think that you should be entrusted with more responsibilities when you don't even do what you're supposed to do now? Mm -hmm. So this is kind of something that I've noticed is like being a manager. And so we wanted to talk about uh, the importance of personal responsibility, particularly in a believer's life. Now, before we uh, go right into this, we always like to have our definitions for terms that we talk about here. So personal responsibility is defined as holding yourself accountable for your own actions and exercising self-control. Mm. I like that part of exercising self-control because what comes with personal responsibility, see, Everyone's excited with the fact that you can make your own decisions or that we have free will. God has blessed us with free will, but nobody wants to accept the responsibility that comes with free will. If you make your own choices, that means you have to take on or suffer your own consequences for those choices. And a lot of people, especially in today's society, want to make their own choices, but they don't want to accept the consequences that truly come 
with those choices. And so that's why it's important for one to make good choices so that you have good consequences. I know consequences kind of have a negative connotations, but consequences are just nothing but the effect of the, the choices you make. It's just the results of the choices you made. Maybe you could say outcomes. The outcome? Yeah, because <laughs> consequences always sounds like it's a punishment. Like it, it kind of has negative con- connotations. But yes, the outcome of your own choices. Yeah, so I, I think you summed it up pretty well. Why is why is personal responsibility an important topic to discuss? You know, we are uh, entrusted with free will by God. We are ultimately going to be held responsible for uh, the decisions we make, and that is uh, written throughout Scripture. Second uh, Corinthians five ten, for example, says. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. And uh, in Jeremiah, instead, everyone will die for his or her own sin. Whoever eats sour grapes, his own teeth will be set on edge. So I I think these two verses basically, you know, 2 Corinthians, we're going to have to account to ourselves to God one day. regardless of whether we made good or bad decisions. And then in Jeremiah, it's important that we uh, basically have this kind of emphasis, I would say, on personal responsibility, uh, especially in present times. And, you know, in the the believer sense, I think personal responsibility means our salvation is contingent upon our uh, responsibility to choose God, Mm -hmm. I think. It's a, it's a free choice, and we need to make that choice. Uh, but I think that this is important in other areas, too. Uh, for example, it's not just in our own faith walk where personal responsibility is important. It's also important in other uh, facades of our life, such as when we are working professionally. Um, Paul writes in Colossians 3.23 that basically we need to um, present ourselves well and work diligently. Um, when we're in the professional world. And I think also the sense of personal responsibility feeds into having integrity, which is an important uh, trait that believers need to to have as well. And so a number of Proverbs, for example, Proverbs 10, uh, 6, and uh, Proverbs 28, 6, all of these are uh, basically going to be uh, verses that entreat us to walk with integrity uh, as well as first peter three sixteen, which says we need to keep a clear conscience uh, so that those who speak out against our good behavior in christ will be put to shame uh, that just says that integrity is important and with integrity comes uh, the sense of personal responsibility so it's an important topic to discuss i think especially in the present day. Exactly. And I really like the part that you talked about that uh, personal responsibility has to do with having integrity. Because, you know, we always got to remember as Christians that we're in the world, but we're not of this world, and that we're here to be ambassadors for Christ and represent him. And we represent a different kingdom, a different culture, a different set of morals than that which is established in the world. You know, one of the ways we do that is in our actions, taking personal responsibility for our actions and accepting the consequences or the outcomes um, for the choices that we make, whether they are good or bad, because, you know, even though we are believers in Christ and we are of the kingdom, we can still make mistakes. And it's important that even if we make mistakes, you know, we'll get into this a little bit later about like taking ownership and being responsible to admit those mistakes and, you know, fix them, not trying to run for them, not trying to hide from them, be a person of integrity to say, yeah, I made a mistake. For example, like I said this week, you know, I had, I had made a mistake because I was negligent to check something first before deleting something out of the system when it was about to, you know, be called upon. And it was a lot going on in that situation where someone else was a factor in it, where they were rushing me, they were putting like pressure on me and they didn't tell me that it was coming up to air, of which they should have, you know, to be honest. But I, when my boss called me out on it, it could have been easier for me to make an excuse. It would have been easier for me to say like, oh, this isn't my fault. This is his fault. I took responsibility and said, you know what? I did make a mistake. I totally forgot to check X, Y, and Z. This is my fault. And, you know, it's true. So I took ownership of it. And that makes me a person of integrity, not to blame, you know, throw the blame on somebody else, throw it on any, you know, 
to try to dodge it, you know, hide from it. I took personal responsibility for my own actions because at the end of the day, no one forced me to do that action. I did it. I chose to do it. I thought I was right. And I admitted that I was wrong. And there was nothing wrong with that. So I took responsibility for that and keeping and upholding my integrity before God first and then amongst with man. And I think that's rare. I think it's rare because today's society, it, it seems increasingly rare for people to take responsibility for their own choices. And in fact, I think that the world has done a lot to allow for ways so that people never have to deal with the consequences of their choices. Well, so, what kind of examples? I want you to give examples that you've seen in that. Sure. Well, I mean, we opened this podcast about what I have observed on the job. Mm -hmm. And so you get lazy people at work, you know, they say they're going to, to do things and you expect them to do things and then they just don't do it. Yeah. And it, it causes you more work. It causes you more stress because then you got to cover for them. It's just a problem. It's a problem. And yet somehow this goes on all the time. And I think you can attest to this <laughs> yourself. Oh, uh, <laughs> definitely. I got stories of that. Yes. Uh, and then there are the people who make bad life choices, but then they can just do things to make sure they don't have to deal with any of this. And so I, I'd say, you know, the people who have an unexpected pregnancy, they just have abortion on demand these days. Mm -hmm. Nobody has to worry about that. You know, you're going to get rid of a human life, yeah. which I think that is really, really horrible. And then in the present day, you have uh, the irresponsibility of, of men who will go out and unfortunately they will impregnate women. And then they don't, they're not there. They okay. refuse to be there for their own children and they're absent fathers. Fathers and, and mothers. I've seen cases of mothers doing the same of, you know, yeah, and, then, and they have done the same thing too. I, I just, I was at a family reunion a few weeks ago in Pennsylvania and I heard about this uh, this kid who's living with some of my relatives because her mother's a, a drug addict mm -hmm. and couldn't take care of her, didn't want to take care of her, just left her with my relatives. I mean, it's really good that they were able to take care of her. She's part of the family now. But yeah, I mean, it, it is mothers too. So uh, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. And then I think uh, other people who lack personal responsibility, some of this is because they feel entitled. Uh, they want to be the boss without having worked. They they just think they should be in a position of power and influence. And they just think that they should be there. And they don't really have a very good reason to be there other than they think, oh, I could just do better. But they have no idea what is happening. Mm -hmm. They don't know the, the industry. They don't know the staffing. They don't know the operational challenges. But they think that they could just do a better job. And they complain and complain. Uh, and, you know, they demand more when they sh haven't shown that they're capable of, of handling the increased responsibility. So, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there who are uh, maybe at your level, even they're kind of like what I would describe the worker bees. And they're like, why, why is it the managers, you know, they don't do anything. They should sit around and they get paid a lot more than me and it's not fair and I should get paid more, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, I used to kind of sometimes think this too uh, when I was younger. And then and now I sit in the manager chair. These, these people have no idea what it's <laughs> like in the manager chair because take what I do, for example. I'm in charge of nearly ten, of nine people, of a staff of nine people. And that's, I, I would argue that's kind of small um, for a for a team in the grand scheme of things at my company it's a little bit big for a number of direct reports but other places i don't know if that's that big but you know you have a lot going on and each person has their own kinds of things that you have to work with them on and they have problems they bring to attention and your your whole day is dealing with problems uh sitting in meetings to help go through fixing these problems and then you you don't have time during normal work hours to get your own work done so you often have to stay late and on top of that in my case i am leading 12 different projects and i don't have the time that i want to be able to like really dedicate uh, a lot of time to individual projects and details and yet 
I'm responsible for making sure all of these things turn out well yeah. in the end. I mean, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. There's a reason why people who, who have more responsibility, they're paid more is because you have to think about far more than you ever used to. Like when you're an individual contributor, it's just your stuff that you're responsible for. But when it comes time for like performance reviews and everything, I am not going to be uh, judged based on what I did. It's going to be based on what everyone under me did, all of them, because I have to pick up the responsibility for everything. You know, I always used to say I would want to be a manager. I'm kind of like iffy now because of hearing your stories. But my examples or my um, history in the workplace of seeing a lack of personal responsibility or seeing a lack of like personal uh, personal responsibility, a lack of self-control, all those kind of things like we've just been talking about um, is people like I, this situation. I had a coworker before who in our system you it logs everything that you do it logs everything that you do if you opened up this assessment it logs that Avon opened up this assessment Avon completed it it logs everything this one person was at the job for two weeks and did nothing did absolutely wow. nothing and so wow. me and the other coworkers complain about it saying that this girl has done nothing she doesn't help she doesn't contribute and we finally called her out on it because we were frustrated because the pressure was being put on us to finish the work but yet she wasn't contributing she was online and she was supposedly working and she wasn't on vacation and so when we looked it up and turned it into the boss we saw that she wasn't doing anything and so when we had a meeting, when we all had individual individual meetings with our bosses, because we were all upset, we were all like enraged. And so what my boss told me was, this is unfortunate that this individual or she did not do any work for these past two weeks, but just understand she has a lot going on in her life. That was the excuse that was made of she didn't take no responsibility. It was no responsibility of, yes, I didn't do any work. It was suck it up because she had a lot going on in her life and just kind of get over it. And so this is kind of like the collateral damage that comes with a lack of personal responsibility or you not taking or you not being in control of your actions or like being a person of integrity that now other people now have been slighted. Other people are now angry. Other people have been overworked because of your laziness, your lack of willingness to work. But yet she still wanted the paycheck. Yet she still wanted the bonuses. Yet she still wanted the raises. But there was no personal responsibility of being a person of integrity and doing the work. My thing and I, and I told my boss, I said, I don't care what's going on in her life if she signed in to work she's supposed to work if she had personal things going on she took she took that time off and they totally just let it slide because and let her excuse be valid and there was a new thing on tiktok that kind of made me upset um of a lack of personal responsibility or a lack of accountability of your actions that, maybe that's a better way of putting it a lack of accountability for your actions there was this young lady who is very overweight like morbidly obese and she is starting this campaign that has a lot of support of if you are morbidly obese, you should be given a free seat on the plane because you take up a lot of space. Oh, no. Oh, you know, I, I'll talk about that in a moment. But so I've heard, I've heard about this. That made me upset. That made me upset. Now, I know there are some conditions that may make you a little bit overweight, you know, where you're not like a quote unquote skinny person, but overweight, like more like she was like pushing like five close to 600 pounds. That yes. comes from your own lack of self-control, your own lack of discipline to exercise, to diet and to control yourself from not overly eating. Like I cannot imagine like eating that much to gain that much weight. And so now she is expecting everyone else to pick up the tab, pick up the tab to pay more so she can get a free seat on the plane, free extra seat so she can have space and other people like her. And I find that absolutely absurd of this is in, in the culture of do for me because I made the mistake or find a way for me to make it easier because I made this mistake and did X, Y, and Z. And I don't want to be held accountable or face the outcomes of my decisions, which would be, which would be, I have to pay more for a plane, for a plane seat, or I have to pay more for a train seat because of the fact of my size that I have allowed myself to get to. Yeah. I mean, um, if, if you don't have medical disorder and it really is just coming from eating, that's, that's a problem. And yeah, I think 
this is just another example of somebody's poor choices impacting others. And then they demand that we make allowances for them uh, instead of trying to become more healthy and trying to make things right. So uh, that is unfortunate. Yeah. And and this is what makes it so angry when a person doesn't take responsibility and doesn't take, doesn't become accountable for their actions is that other people suffer. Other, you know, in my experience, other people have to take on the consequences or the outcome of your lack of, or your unwillingness to face it. Other people have to pick up the pieces. Other people have to do that. And that's not right, in my opinion. And I would say dealing with some people's lack of lack of personal responsibility, self-control, lack of accountability has it makes me angry. It makes me really angry. Like the, the, like the girl at work, I have another coworker who is like that at work and just like a lack of accountability of your actions and not having integrity, it falls on other people to pick up the pieces and to fix things and put things together. And it's very angering, especially if you're a person of integrity and you're a person who's responsible and who holds themselves accountable. It's, it's hard to see someone else that's just getting by not doing it. Yeah, it is very upsetting. I completely agree. Now, there may be some people, though, who are listening who maybe have a tendency to kind of not take the personal responsibility uh, for themselves that we're, we're discussing here. And so maybe, you know, you feel unmotivated at work, think others will take care of things. Maybe you have a tendency to try and avoid taking ownership over your actions. Maybe you're someone who comes home from work feeling tired and just has a hard time with responsibilities that come from within the home. You just want to sit in your chair and watch TV <laughs> and not uh, have to deal with the laundry or the dishes or the cooking or what have you. And so the question I think for for people like that, and they might be in the audience today some, is what what to do? To overcome to do? being like... To overcome if this is a struggle you have, yeah, because it could be somebody who has a struggle, and maybe they don't even know that they have a struggle with these things until they hear these things, and then they can be like, Oh, you know, maybe I kind of like do that sometimes. Well, so, before we get into that, I mean, you have to ask the question, why is it that some people don't want to take responsibility for their actions? Why does why do some people don't want to face the consequences? or the outcome of the decisions they've made. I think before you can even address like what to do to fix it, you need to address why you're doing it. Yeah, I mean, I think at the root of all of this, it's selfishness, mm. honestly. I mean, if you don't wanna ever have to deal with anything but that just take, 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 that's really selfish, I think. Um, or Maybe it is just, you know, you're unfortunately in a season where you're enjoying the, the pleasures of sinfulness. Yeah. And you don't want to come back down to earth. You know, uh, that could be too. You know, I think it's I think it's good that you sell selfish because at the end of the day, it's like it is selfish to say like, oh, I'm not going to do my job and I'll have other people do it for me, but I'll collect the paycheck, you know. But, you know, I was thinking more on the end of like people are I think people are afraid to face the consequences when they know they've done wrong. They feel as though it's just easier to run. And, you know, the prime example for me was when I was thinking of Adam and Eve. As soon as they did wrong, they didn't go to God. They ran. You know, they ran away due to fear. And then even when God was speaking to Adam, was like, what did you do? He didn't take responsibility. He said, yo, this is a woman. <laughs> this woman <laughs> this woman messed me up. I was fine. I was fine and good until this woman came in. But God was like, you know, the Bible says, you know, Eve was deceived, but Adam sinned. Adam was the one that God put in charge of the garden and God put in charge of everything and stuff. And he didn't take responsibility. He, he was in fear. I think I believe he was in fear because he knew he did wrong. And that's how sin entered that. Now he was in fear and didn't want to be held accountable for his actions. So whether you're struggling with being a person of integrity to own up when you make mistakes or own up when you have unfortunately made a bad decision. And I'm not condemning anyone who's made bad decisions because we all do. You need to face it. If you're a Christian and you're a person in Christ, if you made a bad decision or you made a dumb decision, God is merciful. God is kind. Go to him and say, yo, I messed up. I jacked up. And you know what? We need to fix it. Help me fix it. And God is willing to help you to fix it. Running from it is not going to do anything. It's only going to like make the problem worse. And it's going to, like as we mentioned, add collateral damage. 
And whether it, it, I mean, I think it's out of fear. You think it's out of, you know, selfish, being selfish. It could be, it could be out of fear. I mean, I can see that. I think it's a combo of both. It's both you're afraid to face the consequences of your actions. And so that makes you selfish that you're just thinking about yourself and not thinking about what it can do to somebody else down the road. Like the, like the woman, you know, who, um, who was, you know, fighting for these plane tickets and stuff. And I think you and I were talking about some incidences within the justice system of people always trying to find an excuse that's kind of crazy um, to get out of the consequences of what they've done for a crime. Like there was one um, girl who murdered two guys in her car because she negligent, she just decided she was going to crash into a wall. They proved it and this, this, and that. And her excuse or her defense was, my brain isn't fully developed. But it was like, your brain was developed to get a driver's license but your friend car drive the car into the wall you plan to do that so yeah that yeah that kind of thing it, it just it bothers me a lot that there there are people who try to do stuff like this yeah it does so but let's talk about some things that we can like for those who are struggling with facing personal responsibilities what can they do yeah but what can you do so um i think before i came to know christ you know i was obviously lost and was one of these people who would, you know, try to avoid these kinds of, of getting in trouble and all of, all of that stuff. You know, I, I remember I, I lied once when I was in third grade, I lied about something. I got caught in that. That was <laughs> an eye-opening experience for me. So I think there are a few things that can be done to overcome this, this lack of personal responsibility. So the, the first thing is to quit blaming other people for things you did. Yeah. You can't do this. And I'm just going to tell you, this is a losing proposition. It does not work on the job. It does not work in relationships. It does not work with friendships. You can't do this or you're going to lose all of those things. This is very, uh, very uh, bad thing to do. A very destructive thing to do. You have got to accept responsibility for your own mistakes. Uh, you have to you have to be uh, walking in humility mm -hmm. in these kinds of situations, um, which I think is is tough. And so, with quitting the blame game comes admitting your mistakes. And as I said, that's going to mean humbling yourself. And it's important. And God says it's important many times. And so uh, Jesus says this in Matthew 23, 12, where he says, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, but those who humble themselves will be exalted. Uh, and in James 4, 10, uh, he writes, uh, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. And then in Proverbs 3, 34, um, it is written that uh, he, God mocks proud mockers, but shows favor to the humble and the oppressed. So very important to God that we as believers are going to walk in humility. And that means when we screw up, we need to not blame other people for our mm -hmm. own poor decisions. We need to accept the blame on ourselves and, and humbly come before God and say, God, you know, I, I messed up here. And you need to tell that to other people, too, if you've wronged them. You need to humble yourself and say, look, man, I, I messed up. I did this. And I, that wasn't right of me. No, and I, that's totally true. And, you know, I think this is what makes living for Christ like, you know, some people can play church. You can play church all your life. You, you know, you can look the part, dress up with a suit, go to church every week and look the part. But if you're really going to try to be a real Christian, a real person in Christ, um, I think that's what makes it hard because you have to admit your part. Like even to come to God and to get saved, you have to admit like the decisions I made were wrong. And please forgive me for my sins. And, you know, for some people, that's hard to say, to say, like, yo, I was wrong. I, I was wrong. And, you know, I, you know, I take responsibility for what I did. And I'm asking you, Lord, to help me and stuff. And, you know, it's important. It's important. Let's go. I want to mention something that right now that came from the definition, because it's important not to, like, make excuses all the time. You know, say it's not my fault. Like you said, the blame game and not self-reflect this, this and that. The definition that we use for personal responsibility today was holding yourself accountable for your own actions and exercising self-control. So it's like the decisions you made. And so like 
like in our society, we always try to say the bad habits or what, you know, the bad habits that we have or the decisions that we make, it's not out of our control. We say it's in our DNA. I'm just made that way and there's nothing I can do. I like to speak my mind. And so I cuss everybody out because I just like to be a person that speaks my mind and I can't control myself. Or I like to drink a lot because, you know, that's in my DNA because I like to drink a lot and all these kind of things. And if you buy into that, you'll never be free from some of these like addictive behaviors or these kind of bad habits because you're always think it's not my fault and it's not it's not in my it's not in my control you know what I mean until you take personal responsibility to say I'm making these choices and I need to stop you'll never be free if you keep thinking it's somebody else it's something else until you say I'm making these decisions sure the devil's out there but the devil cannot force you to do anything he can only tempt you and try to influence you but he can never make you do it and I think that's something you have to realize as you make that growth to become more Christ-like and breaking off those bad habits to say, I take responsibility for my own habits. I'm the one sleeping around. I'm the one choosing to sleep around. And I'm the one choosing to do drugs. I'm the one choosing to cuss people out when I'm angry and this, this, and that. And when people you know, look me, you know, all these kind of things. You need to take that personal responsibility. Like, you know what? I am choosing to react that way. And that's why we have God, the Holy Spirit, to help us so that we can make better choices and do better things. And we're never going to get to that point until you take responsibility to say, I'm making these choices, and so now I need to do better. But if you buy into the lies that the society tells us of, it's not in your control, it's not your fault, society made you that way, you have this in your brain that makes you do this way, that's not your fault, you can't control it, it's not your, you know, until you break out of that and start thinking the way God has said it in his word, you'll never be free. No. And, and it's true. And, you know, the self-reflection is extremely important, as you said, and, and you know, we can't make excuses for our bad decisions. Uh, we, we have got to accept that they're not good and we got to accept doing better. Now, one thing that may happen, what, what may happen to people who are uh, having this lack of personal responsibility, it may be that on their own, they're, they're okay, but they surround themselves with some bad people. Yeah. And then they they fall into making poor decisions uh, because of those people. So another thing that you can do to overcome a lack of personal responsibility, cut the toxic people out of your life. Yeah. Not, you got to walk away. Um, they're, they're just, I have experienced this, you know, you get in with the wrong group of people and they just feel all your worst impulses and um, they're bad. They're bad for you. They're bad for each other. They're bad for everybody. What do they say? What does it say? Corrupt, corrupt communications. Um, yes. Evil communications but, corrupt um, good manners or good morals. Depends yes. on the translation. Yes. And, and so I mean, you are the company you keep. Mm-hmm. And so if you're keeping, you know, company that, you know, affirms your poor choices and excuses all of them, you're not going to get any better because you're just going to want to fall for that lie, even though, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. It's just, you can fall into that, you know, and it's just not a good idea. Um, so if you, if you know that there are people in your life that are, you know, encouraging you to make these poor decisions and that they are just affirming this bad behavior, you know, it's bad. You need to think about maybe it's time to, to, to move on from mm-hmm. those people because they're not helping you. They're just causing you harm and that's no good. Um, I totally agree. And, and, and then finally, once you make the decision that, yes, I need to change and I want to do better, um, know that this is a process and it's not an overnight thing and you're going to have some more screw-ups along the way, hiccups. And when those happen, I think it's important to give yourself grace. Uh, God gives grace to those who humble themselves and repent when they mess up. And if he can forgive you, you should be able to forgive yourself when you mess up. Uh, nothing is going to cause, well, um, maybe that's next. There are very few things that are going to cause you more trouble than if you negatively talk to yourself and um, point out all these mistakes and flaws. And that's the devil talking, yeah. basically. Uh, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't listen to that. That's a lie. That's him trying to keep you where you're at, stuck in where you're at. Because if you feel like they're, you're beyond being able to be helped, you're just going to stay where you're at. But that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, God can break those chains of, of sin and addiction and all the rest of it. Uh, and so, you know, when you do have hiccups, you know, just repent and, and work better, let, work better going forward, do better going forward. God forgives you. 
you should forgive yourself and you can tell the devil to take a hike. <laughs> you know, you know what I like what you said about is that God gives grace to those who humble themselves and, you know, he shows, shows mercy. You know, I was thinking about David, you know, King David, you know, he, you know, that situation, what he did with Bathsheba, you know, some people want to say he raped her because, you know, he kind of just took her. And I don't, I don't, I mean, uh, we don't know. We don't know what she thought of all of that. I don't think. Yeah, we scripture, but regardless, he was a murderer and an adulteress. Exactly. That is, cannot and, be denied. and so, you know, there's a principle in the Bible that I've learned in all these years that God will intervene once you humble yourself. He'll he'll give you mercy yourself once you humble yourself and take responsibility for your own actions and stuff. And, you know, God's grace is present, like with the situation with David. You know, he sent that prophet Nathan to confront him for what he did. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, David was a king. He could have, you know, no one else knew this but God. No one else knew this but God and Bathsheba about kind of like the shade what happened. And I don't know if Bathsheba knew that David kind of like secretly had him killed, which would be an interesting um, thought. But anyways, Nathan confronted him and said, God knows what you did and you have sinned. David could have killed Nathan and said, that's blasphemy. I'm a king and you're that's totally disrespect and just totally hid away from his problem and totally just not hold himself accountable for what he did and not take personal responsibility for what he did. But no, what he did, he humbled himself. He humbled himself and said, you know what? You're right. I did do that. And I was totally wrong. You know, David did face some consequences for his actions. He, you know, he didn't avoid it, but God gave him grace and the strength to go through those consequences. And he still had a good life and he still ended a, with a good life. He still ended with prosperity. He still ended with grace in his life. He still ended with peace. And he had more children after he lost that one. But I'm just saying that God is still able, you know, once you humble yourself to say, like, I take responsibility for what I did. And I ask for forgiveness, God. And I ask that you fix this situation. God is willing to help you and turn it around. And God will give you the grace and the mercy for that situation. Sometimes there's some consequences that we can't totally avoid that we have to go through. But God would help you go through it, and he will still bless you on the other side. Yeah, and that's that's good, I think, to know. Just being humble, that's so important. It's it's really key. That, that pleases God mm -hmm. when you're humble and you admit your own mistakes. Now, we've talked a lot about people who are struggling with the lack of personal responsibility. What about people who've become victims of someone who has <laughs> no responsibility? What should you do? Because that's a lot of anger that you can carry around. Ooh, I mean, uh, it's not good for you either in the long term. So uh, I think maybe there's about three things that I could think of uh, as strategies that I use when I am working with uh, people who have no responsibility or no sense of responsibility. Maybe it's not just work. Um, you live in with someone who takes no responsibility. Maybe you are. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what that's like, but I can imagine that's going to be really, really hard. Um, but I think the first thing to do is to pray uh, as, as Jesus says in Matthew five, verse 43 to 45, he says, you've got to pray for your enemies. So in, in this case, maybe you don't consider them, enemies per se, but they're people who are wronging you through their lack of responsibility. Um, and I think it's important to remember people who lack personal responsibility are oftentimes spiritually lost themselves. And they don't have the understanding that you do as a believer. They have their own limited worldly understanding of things. And so they don't really know the truth. And that's why they behave the way they do. And they don't really see anything wrong with this. Um, you know, so oftentimes I think Christians try to hold unbelievers to the same standard they hold fellow Christians. And I, mm. I just think that's probably not reasonable because they don't know the same things you do. That's a good point. Uh, so that's kind of maybe not, that's a way of getting disappointed, I think, in other people if you do. But what's, right. the, but what's the balance in that? I mean, what's the balance in like showing mercy, showing grace to somebody, but then yeah. like not confronting or you know not confronting or holding someone accountable because you know no it's true and there does need to be a balance I, I agree and i think the balance at least for me is this you know sometimes people people do a good job generally speaking they do what they're supposed to do they do what they say they do but every once in a while they mess up somewhere and they forget to do something or they uh you know have something come up and they they have to leave and then they haven't done what they're supposed to and you got to fix that but you know if it's a if it is an occasional thing you know 
I think you can have grace, you know, things happen. Sometimes people forget. Generally, it doesn't happen very often. Uh, it is what it is. But if there is a person who shows a pattern of this lack of personal responsibility, if they're always uh, just not doing what they're supposed to do or always causing problems, I do think you need to talk to this person, mm -hmm. uh, especially if they're a spouse or a significant other, because those kinds of conflicts are relationship ending. So you've got to have the discussions about those, I think. Or maybe you're in a leadership role at your work and your direct reports are not doing what they're supposed to do. And now, unfortunately, even I have seen supervisors not hold their direct reports to account. And I, I think sometimes it's because they are friends and they don't want to upset their friendships. Other times it's that they just have a fear of confrontation. They don't want to do it. Um, but regardless, you as a leader, you have to confront people when they are not doing what they're supposed to do professionally. You have to, it's part of your job description. And the situation is not gonna get better otherwise. And, and let me tell you, if you are one of these people in leadership who has this concern about confronting your direct reports over poor performance, you're gonna make everybody else really angry, both at you and at this person, <laughs> and then they're going to leave. And then that's a problem for you and it's gonna make you look bad. As so a you, have, you have to confront people who are having poor performance on the job. As a if person who is a like a regular person who's not in management, I will tell you that it's true. It, it frustrates the employees and it frustrates everyone. But the thing is, is like, do our, the culture today does not encourage holding someone accountable and kind of like having these confrontation kind of like situations. I mean, you and I talk about it all the time. I mean, just in the workplace because that's just an easy place to kind of land it. But like, you can't fire no one. You know, like the like the the one coworker I had did not work for two weeks. There was no evidence that she worked for two weeks. To me, that's a fireball offense because she stole money from the company. She stole money from the company, but you know, didn't give you know her, she didn't work. She didn't work. So she basically just said, give me a free paycheck without me doing any kind of work. So in my, in my mind, I see that as stealing time, as they say, but face no, yeah. face no consequences yeah. because everyone's afraid to hold someone accountable in the work in the workplace is because I don't want to, the company doesn't want to get a lawsuit and this, this, and that. And so they drag it on for a year and this person's lazy, causing problems, this, this, and that. And let's even pull it back to the church. Sometimes there's pastors and preachers who don't even want to hold their congregants um, responsible for their behavior. They know they have people in the in the congregation who are sinning and doing bad stuff, and they don't hold them accountable. They don't call it out in their preaching. They don't call them out, you know, even pull them to side to side. I mean, old school from what my parents are from, like the pastor would call you out from the pat um, from the pulpit. Like that is real, like old school of like calling you out from the pulpit. Be like, Alex, why are you late to church? You knew church supposed to be at eleven o'clock. Um, what you doing? Um, standing up here with the pulpit. Um, weren't you caught at the strip club? You know, they would oh, like, man. like they would they would call you out. Like old school way would call you out when you did something wrong. But our society today is so touchy feely. And what is it? Why don't pastors want to call people out? Because they want to be they want to be popular. They don't want to lose congregation. You know, the congregants because they. They think, oh, then that's the money walking out. But then they don't realize, like, but yet the moral standards have totally dropped. Like, now, you know, we're now not representing Christ. Even Paul, like, told, you know, in Corinthians that one person who was going crazy, who was acting inappropriately, like, you got to call that person out. That, 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 isn't, that doesn't look good for the church to be acting that way. And, you know, such behaviors are, you know, one thing, you know, not taking accountability for your behavior is one thing for an unbeliever to do it. And I think you said it like it's one thing for an unbeliever to be doing it. But as for Christians, we got to hold ourselves to a higher standard. We represent Christ. We take responsibility for our actions. We we work in self-control. We work in self-accountability. And we got to hold ourselves um, to the high standards of Christ. And so I don't know. Our, our culture does this, does, does, doesn't doesn't want to hold people accountable. But like you said in the beginning, we're going to face God one day. And so that's where the true accountability comes into play. Yeah, it's true. Um, and I think uh, one last thing on this topic, if, if when you do go to have that confrontation with somebody over their lack of personal responsibility, it is important to remember that you need to exhibit good communication skills. Uh, sometimes people don't know they're causing a problem. Um, but even if they constantly cause problems and we think they need to know better, we still need to, you know, remain calm and collected when we talk to them. I recommend the use of I statements because they're not as inflammatory. And then definitely 
no matter what happens, don't fall into the name calling or accusations because it's not going to do anything good for you. Um, so you, you've got to remain strong, even if the other person is going to be a jerk about this. Uh, you gotta, you gotta rise above it. Yes, you, you do. You gotta rise above it. You know, I'll just say this as a little disclaimer. You know, I never make any. You know, I said it last week. You know, I never, I make, I never make any mistakes. So you know, I never have this kind of problem. <laughs> 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 I don't need to take responsibility for anything because you know I'm always right. I say that as a joke. But you just <laughs> admitted earlier in the show you messed up at work. Well, that's different. <laughs> good, <laughs> good point. But you know, in all seriousness, I want to, I want to encourage though personally encourage those who take responsibility like those who are upholding the standard and those who are doing the right thing because i will say for me personally it is sometimes rough doing the right thing all the time when you see other people being laxed and getting away with it and even worse getting rewarded for it that's the worst thing about it is uh when you see someone who doesn't take responsibility and who isn't holding themselves accountable that isn't holding themselves to kind of like a you know a high integrity and this this and that and they get rewarded over you and I know that can sting. I mean, I've been there, done that. It, it, it stings so bad because you're just like, I'm doing the right thing, but I'm not seeing the right result. I mean, the, I'll tell you from personal experience, you just got to keep going and keep doing the right thing. Kind of like you said earlier about those scriptures about when we have to give an account to God for our actions and stuff like that. At the end of the day, I may not have gotten the right result at the moment, but at the same time, when I stand before God, God's like, you did the right thing. You still did the right thing. And the Bible says in Galatians that be not weary in doing what is right, because in due season, you will reap if you faint not. So don't let the influences of the world around you, the people around you discourage you from doing the right thing and stuff like that. You know, like even in my job, you know, with that, with the coworkers I have who are lazy, who don't do the right thing, you know, I can fall to the pit with them and be like, no, it's so-and-so's fault. That department lied to me and this, this and that and make them an excuse. But no, I took responsibility for what I did. I held myself accountable and I took that L as they say. And, you know, I still just rock representing Christ. And even if it was scary of my boss was going to yell at me, I was just going to face it. I think we as believers need to have integrity and therefore personal responsibility is a must. We shouldn't shirk our duties onto others and we shouldn't be neglectful of our own obligations or blame other people when we make mistakes like Avon was saying. Uh, God wants us to be humble and represent him in everything we do. So it's important we live up to that expectation. And so I think even, uh, any, any parting words before we go here? No, I'm good. Thank you. All right. So that'll wrap up another episode of the paradigm switch. And next week we will discuss moving beyond mistakes. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the paradigm switch podcast. We hope that you have learned something new for your everyday life. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to tell your friends about the Paradigm Switch, too. For more information on past or future episodes, please follow the Paradigm Switch podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to tune in for our episode next week as we continue renewing our minds to think right side up.